Well, hello and welcome to day two of the podcast, day three of lockdown, with me and the good boy Dutchie. He's actually crying a little bit now, so you might be able to hear him. Dutchie, what are you saying? What are you saying? No? No, nothing. All right. So, excuse me, getting emails. I was super impressed with uh, the podcast for today, especially, especially Becky's COVID collecting, collective or collection, her take on Desert Island Discs. So um, I'm going to do a little COVID collection of my own inspired by Becky Robinson. So thank you for that. Uh, so yeah, I guess when I was listening to Becky's, I was like, oh, you know, she's very, you know, talking about the cultural influences of, you know, the artists or the songs, you know, brought up in her mind. And I was just like thinking of the songs that I would put on my, you know, my COVID collection. I was like thinking, well, geez, I just like a song because I like it. <laughs> but I'm hoping that when I'm talking about the songs, then it'll, I'll sound more intellectual or more cultured, I guess. Anyway, so like the first one. Now, the first one is, and now I'm sure I can remember things from when I was in the womb. Because this, to me, is like the first, um, so, like the first music I, honest to God, remember being aware of. Now, I don't know where I remember being aware of it from, but, um, yeah, so like 1982, I was born, and Boy George and all that. So, yes, yeah, Culture Club, and Boy George, I don't know that much about him, to be honest, but I guess he was a, a cultural icon at the time, and then he, you know, got fat and then came back again as a DJ. But yeah, so the first song is Karma Chameleon by Culture Club. skills will get better so yeah like I said that was like the first music that I remember being aware of now I don't know when I remember being aware of it I don't know whether that's something that I've been told that was being played around the time I was a baby whether it was something I remember from when I was a baby I don't know however it's something that I have remembered I guess for how old am I 37 37 years 30 
yeah, I'm 37. So I wasn't really into, when I was looking at like songs to put on my, my playlist, which is available on Spotify, thank you very much, COVID Collective, Um, I was thinking about like significant times in my life, the music that I remember from those times and the kind of feelings that it brought up. And this is a song I've recently been reintroduced to. Thank you, Josh. And I love it. I absolutely love this song. And it reminds me of being, I want to say primary seven. I want to say about primary seven, maybe going into my first year of high school or of a, not high school academy. And I just, I really like the song, really like the song. And it's Terence Trent Darby. Again, I don't really know much about the artist. From what I do know, I think he's not called Terence Trent Darby anymore. I think he goes by a different name. And I think that he does uh, like folk music more now rather than traditional R&B. But uh, yeah, you'll see there's like a theme throughout a lot of my music. I love a bit of R&B. So this is Wishing Well by Terence Trent Darby. when I was like 12 when I was going into first year of the academy first and second I think it was just first and second year in the academy in at Peterhead and I always remember this one day this one evening I was around at my friend's house and I think I can't remember where who which friend it was her name could have been Caroline and it could or it could have been Amy but I just remember there's two two significant things really that I remember from Peterhead Academy that stuck with me one was being at um, Amy's, her name was Amy Youngson, a house in her uh, party, house, house party. And it was my first like real house party. And folk were drinking, but I wasn't drinking because I got was really feared. And I'm trying to find it, where is it? And they were playing like... I don't know what you call the music because it's like electronic but it's not electronic as I know electronic to be it's like I don't know I don't know how to describe it maybe somebody can help me with like the genre of the music but it was like ha happy hardcore trance music scooter scooter just and every time I hear a, sc a scooter song it just literally takes me back 
to Amy Youngson's house and somebody being like, had drank too much then the police came because it was too much noise and I was hiding in between <laughs> I was hiding in between two dressers because I was fear it was gonna get arrested <laughs> anyway so here's Scooter Now, just as I was playing that music, I was thinking, you know, this reminds me of this time, blah, blah, blah. And then I remembered what the Desert Island Discs actually is. And there's not a chance in this world that I would want to be stuck on a desert island with that song or that artist. So that was just a wee side note of reminding me of a time in my life. But I will play a song from that period of my life that I wouldn't, I would quite like to have like my my desert island disc not everybody likes this song I love it and it reminds me of a very good time in my life when I was younger going to like the dances at Peterhead Academy I remember wearing black ribbed flare trousers and a white ribbed halter neck top very 90s with a big silver buckle my hair scraped back and I think I got it from I think the shop was called Kylie in Peterhead and I was with my friend Caroline, I think it was Caroline Buchan, and we were getting ready at her house, and we walked from her house to Peterhead Academy, and it was night time, and we felt all grown up. Anyway, and this is one of the songs that um that played at were, were Disco. This is the rhythm and the night. The night. Oh yeah. The rhythm of the night. This is the rhythm of my life. Moving on to, like, I want to say, 
my late teenage years and everybody around me like Becky said was like in a blur in Oasis and the Stone Roses and Stereophonics I just wasn't though and I remember I remember I went to an Oasis concert I was after high school but I remember like it was around about that time and everyone was just so into them and I tried really hard I remember going on I was going on a date with a boy that had a car and everybody used to park at Mintlaw Academy parking lot and we'd all be you know blaring stone roses I'd pretend to be in it stone roses and stereophonics and I just wasn't it and what I was really into was D'Angelo I love D'Angelo still love him think he's awesome um he's another one that was really good kind of disappeared and he came back you know recently He's awesome. I absolutely love him. The very first song I ever heard of his is called Brown Sugar. Um, it's it's excellent. I think I think you'd ex- sort of describe his music as like R and B jazz because it's not quite tradi- like R and B as you would know it. Commercial R and B. It's like more jazzy. But anyway, one of my favorite songs. And uh, I saw it play that. I know. <laughs> So, uh, I'm going to have a wee, uh, I had a, a caller, a fan of the show, called in and, and left a wee message, so we're going to play that, see what they're saying, see what they have to say for about the show. Thank you very much for your, your messages, and you can leave voice messages if you'd like. Um, so here's, here's our first one. Hi, Sarah. It's your father. Just checking in to see how you're doing. We listened to your first podcast and enjoyed it. So looking for podcasts. Uh, bye for now. All right. So we've had my early life music. And the first part was I'm trying to... My editing, I'm trying out my editing skills in this one, so bear with me, and I'll apologise if it's not too good. The first part wasn't that great. So, when I was, when I was younger in, in academy, I keep saying high school in academy, take that, love take that, take that were very significant for a lot of people um, my age, I feel. And I was I was really happy when they came back and they have had a great comeback. Um, one of my favorite, 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 favorite take that songs is a million love songs because Gary Barlow wrote it when he was something like twelve years old, and I think it's just like a really, really good song. And it, um, I just love the song. I really do. I think it's a great love song. I think it's a good uh, pop song. I think it's just an excellent song. So here's a take that with a million love songs.
So I feel that, <clears throat> excuse me, this, my COVID collection is a little, more more like a soundtrack to my life rather than a desert island disc, so I don't know if I'm doing it right or wrong, but anyway, I'm, I'm having a rare old time. So Becky sort of did a Diana Ross throwback, because um, you have to talk about the inner sanctum if you're going to talk about your our lives anyway. Um... I didn't go to Diana Ross concert. I was, I think I was in, I was working or I was in university or whatever. I was too, I don't know where. I don't know why I didn't go, but I just didn't go. I'm sad that I didn't get to go because I would have loved to have gone. Um, I'm Since Becky did a Diana Ross, and I don't think that we have Etta James on the, on the, um, the Inner Sanctum DVD, uh, DVDs, CDs or anything. But I, I remember listening to quite a lot of Etta James. Uh, in my late teens, early 20s. And I love him. Love him. Love her, sorry. And this is one of my favourite songs. And it does remind me of, it's got like Inner Sanctum vibes. You know, uh, a woman singing about her life and uh, doing it in a very impactful and powerful way. So yeah, here's Out of Jane's I'd Rather Go Blind. Walking down 
right, so we're moving on to later life. <laughs> so when I was like in my twen- early 20s, um, I was working in bars in Aberdeen and in Glasgow. And uh, and I, 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 met, I first met Scott during this time. And um, a song that reminds me of that period of my life that I still really enjoy was Velvet Revolver. He kind of got me into, uh, I don't know if like Guns N' Roses is like heavy metal, or Metallica I guess is heavy metal. But he got me into listening to all that kind of stuff. And I'd never really listened to that before. And um, this is one of my uh, my favourite songs, and it reminds me of being in his going around his house, and he was making me actually beans on toast as well, Becky. Uh, you know, we went to drummins, we'd go to drummins to concerts. Well, I say concerts and drummins, you know what like um, going to Club Tropicana, dancing, going to the Priory, um, and it was a a good good memories, good memories. So this is Velvet Revolver in Slither. Velvet Revolver and I really still <clears throat> like listening to Metallica's um, they did an album with the, I want to say the Philadelphia Philharmonic Orchestra or the San Francisco Philharmonic Orchestra I don't know, a Philharmonic Orchestra and they did a version of one of their albums and it's really really good and, and I highly recommend that people listen to it because it's really good Alright so we're like early to early mid early to mid 20s and we cannot, cannot go any further without talking about James Morrison. Now, I've never really, I mean, I like Take That. And I like, I remember liking, you know, Kavanaugh uh, or like bands or whatever, singers. But I never, ever, ever liked uh, a singer or a band as much as I do, to this day, James Morrison. Love him. Like, I love him. I remember I went to London to see him with Becky. I saw him in Aberdeen where I cried when he came out on stage. It was the first time that I'd ever been at a concert where I was like, I felt affected by that, that person. And I ne- nearly didn't go to that concert because a girl from my work who was supposed to be going with, she was like, oh, I'm not well, I'm not wanting to go. I was like, I don't care, I'm going. And I think I went myself or I went with people, her friends that I'd never met before. Um, but I'm so glad that I did. Uh, 
so I saw him in Aberdeen, I seen him in uh, London, remember going to Amsterdam again with Becky, and we bought the tickets on the internet, we'd flown all the way to Amsterdam, we were staying with Becky's friend Paul, and it was at an outdoor concert, um, went to the concert, had work tickets, I was all excited, scanned the tickets in, and the tickets were fake. I was gutted, absolutely gutted. So luckily they still had some tickets left and I bought the ticket. I bought a ticket for myself. Cause I can't remember why, it was either Becky and Paul were not too fussed about going or that was probably it to be honest. Um, but I, so I went in myself. I do remember, I think it was myself. I don't think that Becky, pardon me, I just hiccuped. I don't think that Becky and Paul came, but it was, yeah, I saw him in Amsterdam and it was awesome. I've met him, seen him in New York twice. An ex-boyfriend took me there. The first time was for my birthday and we waited afterwards and he signed my album and everything. Second time, pals of mine from Scotland were visiting New York and um, I was like, oh, you know, they're asking, what do you want to do? And I was like, oh, well, James Morrison is performing like a really small show. Um, I'm going to queue up. It literally, I was queuing at like 10 o'clock in the morning, maybe even earlier. I was the first person in the queue. Only time in my life I've ever been the first person in the queue. I was So I, me and then again, another ex-boyfriend, different one, were queuing really, really early. And Claire and Angie came and they queued with us. And it was free, it was a free concert. And I didn't meet him, but I saw him as he came in. Pretty sure he recognized me. Uh, but yeah, it was awesome. It was great. It was really good. And yeah, I think that's, yeah, I've only seen him that times. But anyway, I love James Morrison. Love, 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 love James Morrison. One of my favorite James Morrison songs is You Make It Real For Me. Or you, it's called You Make It Real, I'm sorry. And um, it's, it's just a great song. So here's that James Morrison with You Make It Real. So I'm pretty sure most of my listeners <laughs> are f- sick fed up by hearing all these, like, I don't know. I just don't feel like the music would be very popular. But it's my, my soundtrack, it's nobody else's. So the next one, or the next, yeah, next one is a song that in recent years, I guess, 
I'd, I'd never heard of this band before and uh, Josh sort of put me on to them and I think they're a British band again I don't really know much about bands it's just songs that I'm like oh I really like that song love this song reminds me of It reminds me of going to softball, it reminds me of driving with Josh, it reminds me of just a really, I don't know, just fun, good times where I feel happy. So, yeah, this is nothing but thieves and particles. So I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up because I feel like I don't know my my audio is not that great so I apologize. Um, I'm gonna see if I can get a wee caller for the last wee bit before I play my last song. So let's see if we can get a caller in, shall we? So I tried to have a caller um, using my desktop, but uh, it didn't really work that well. So I'm sorry, Josh. Um, you were very polite. You had a great radio voice. <laughs> um, we'll figure it out. Like I said, Epper 2 is all about, well, not all about, but Epper 2. Got a lot of uh, fixing. I'm trying to get better and, you know. So yeah, Josh was going to be supposed to be in this episode, but he's not. However, we're going to end with um, a song that he likes. Um, it's not the one that he asked for. Because <laughs> I don't really like that song. So, but it is a, it is a song that I know that he likes. And I'm trying to find it because now my internet's not working, which is wonderful. So 
let me see. And this song is kind of, you know, it ties into to um, me because she's this lady's Scottish. Let's see where is it? Oh my goodness, can't find it. And it also reminds me of uh, being younger. Reminds me of being a grown-up. And it's a, it's a really good song. So yeah, Annie Lennox and Little Bird. And uh, that's episode two, In the Bag. I'm saying to Josh, In the Bag can be my, uh, it's going to be my, my catchphrase, I think. So it'll be Epper two, In the Bag. Oh, and before I forget, White Claw Taste Test Numero Dos from their flavor collection number two, Tangerine. Now, hmm, prefer the watermelon, but the tangerine is good. It's still good, but I do prefer the watermelon. Tangerine, it tastes more like, I mean, it is flavored soda water, but it tastes like flavored soda water, I guess. But yeah, white claw tangerine, I'm going to give it three out of five. So yeah, that's the white claw ad for the day. All right, so we're going to close with Annie Lennox and Little Bird. See y'all soon. Bye.